about the will of God which is very vital in the life of the believer. God's will is very, very important uh, to every believer unless you just want to live in this world and live like that. Uh, when you read through the scriptures, the will of God is always linked to his kingdom and his purpose. And the desire of God is that his children will walk in his will. And the Bible says that for what all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And it's not... Uh, of the Father, that is not the will of God. And God wants us to live in his will. And I would, I said, I was going to talk about some area of knowing the will of God. There are few ways you can, some ways that you can use to know the will of God. The primary way is through his word. And his word is it will make you know how he dealt with his people. If you want to know what somebody like, uh, just sometimes he doesn't need to talk, but you sit with the person, you'll find out his reaction towards certain things. You know, this man don't like this, this man like that. So you cannot know the will of God if you are far away from him. The first thing is that you must draw closer to the person then you can know what he likes and what he doesn't like. The second thing, the person must act it out for you to know that he likes this or not. He also must say it, what he likes or he doesn't like. Some of us, we don't like something, but we don't tell anybody. And so people try to hit you. If somebody is stepping on your feet and you don't know, you don't say, I don't like it. He thinks it's part of love. He's making, uh, showing you love. No, <laughs> oh, uh, this one, oh, and I step the face, he starts laughing. Oh, he'll up a power. Then he meet you, he wants to step on your toes. But if you don't, if you react negatively, he knows that I don't, this guy, he doesn't like this. But if you react positively, positively thinking that you want to please the person, the next time he will do the same thing. So God never hides his will and he makes us know his will. 
So if you want to know the will of God, the first thing is read through the scriptures, how he dealt with individuals, how he dealt with a nation, how he dealt in a situation when somebody did something, how God dealt with it. And you will also learn from it that, look, this guy did this, and this is the consequences of it. So if I also do it, I am not special. I will be treated the same way. So it will let you understand the ways of God. And there are some God have also spoken them out directly. That I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like that. And let me read an example in Micah. Micah, he made it very, uh, 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 Micah chapter 6 or so. Uh, 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 Micah chapter 6 uh, uh, or so, yes. Verse 8, uh, he put it there where they were talking. <laughs> the, anyway, you read from the beginning, the, the beginning, they were talking what they can do to please the Lord. And God came. He has shown you what, oh man, what is good. God has shown them what is good. They said, should we sacrifice our children for what, uh, our child for our sin offering or whatever? He said, he has shown you what is good. And what does he, the Lord require of you? But to do what? Tell somebody justly. Say justly. <laughs> what God requires is to do what? Justly. So you should be just in whatever you do. Don't be partial. Men if God says that show love to every believer, you may like the kind of face or not, you must show the person love. Don't let us select and say this one has dressed well, I like the way this one has dressed, so when you are sharing something, you give the person first place. Don't like at B. Like, oh, this one is poor. So this is the kind of seat he must sit on when he comes to the house of God. Let the rich sit here and let the poor sit here. We need to be guided. What God requires from us is to be what? To be just. So when you are doing something, ask yourself what I am doing. Is it just? If it's not, it's not just, then you are outside the will of God. You don't need to even go and pray. You don't need to pray and say, oh God, uh, uh, should I uh, Shall I treat this one like this or not? No, no, no. You know the will of God. You don't need to go back to God and ask. So there's a guideline for them. That you know what to do. This is what I require from you. What I require of you is one to be what? To do. To do. So it's an action. Doing is an action. 
not to preach, not to think, but to do justly. To love what? Oh. I know. When I talk about mercy, you look at somebody and say, no, he doesn't deserve mercy. We must love mercy. The Bible says, because of God's mercy, we are not what? Consumed. Thirdly, to walk what? Humbly with what? With, he didn't say God, your God. So you must have a personal God. You must have a relationship with a God. You must know that God, not my God, but your God. Walk humbly. Brahmasi. Uni nyankupong enante ahumbrasim. I wanted to say it in Ghan. But when I say it, maybe somebody will take me to court. Walk with God. Walk with him. Humbly. Know that you are just F. Know that your breath can be taken within a second. Know that what you have does not make you you. God is the one who is in control of your life. Some people talk as if there is no God. And some of us behave as if there is no God. Humble yourself. You might be rich. You might have a position. You might be whoever you are. But humble yourself and walk with him. You cannot walk with God with pride. That was exactly what destroyed Satan. There was a, pride was the one that brought him down. The fact that you are endowed with gifting doesn't mean that you should walk with pride in you. Satan was gifted. He is called Lucifer. He could sing different parts. In him is music. That's why he's troubling musicians and all over. When he sings, he knows God like singing. And everyone, he was very close to God. And he saw how angels bowed before him. And the angel went there, you know, when you are close to a big man, sometimes people look like you like the big man. You yourself, you feel you are a big man.
if you are eating, these days we don't have messengers. In those days we used to have it. Even if you open a gate at White House, you come to Africa and you tell them, I work at the hot house. Everybody shake. People who work even at government places, maybe uh, Jubilee House or uh, how do we call it? Am I right? Yeah. People work there. And when they come and they're working, they want to. Sometimes I just laugh when people tell me, I don't you know that this is the place I work. And so what? And so what? Don't you know that Otabel is my friend? And so what? God is not going to require of you because you are related to a pastor or a prophet. So when we are working with God, he said we should walk humbly with him. Even if he lifts you, no matter how he's lifted you, remember that the same God who lifted you, that same God can bring you down. And because of that, when you are working with him, work with him carefully, humbly. Don't look down upon people because you've been lifted up. I hope I'm saying something. I'm showing you the will of God. <laughs> you say, oh, prophet, that says the Lord. This is what God is saying. God desires humility. He said, if you're humble, God will lift you. If you're proud, God will bring you down. If you want to be up, humble yourself before him. Even being able to drive and cast away demons demand humility under God. Say, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And what? Rebuke. That one comes first before your rebuke can work. The reason why when you rebuke, Satan laughs at you is because you haven't humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God. Once you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, wishes, wizards, demons, diseases, sickness have no power over you. I'm showing you and teaching you the very will of God. Oh. First Thessalonians chapter 3, 4 verse 3. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3. For 
this is what? The will of God. Your word. Hey, you see, you couldn't say it. Your word, sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. It doesn't matter whether it has been legalized by a state or not. A state can make a law that is against the will of God. Nebuchadnezzar have done it before. That all should bow to an image. So the fact that something has been legalized by some states doesn't mean that God has made it will, his will. Hey, prophet, sexual immorality means sexual immorality. You know it? Anything which God have not ordained between two people in sex is which is outside that is sexual immorality. Husband and wife. Male and female. Hi. What's up? The will of God now preaching. This is the will of God. Matthew 7, 21 says that not all, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the what? The will of my father. Hey. What is the will of the father? The number one will that you must believe in the one that he has sent into this world to save you. His will is his son for the world. Everything is packaged in that will. Righteousness is packaged in that will. The Holy Spirit is packaged in that will to help you know how to walk before him. That is why the church must preach salvation. Those who accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and personal Savior enters into God's will. They are the one that enters into the kingdom of God. It's not that those who are trying to serve God. Some people sometimes I love. Sometimes some people will stand there and put that me cry, me righteous believers. 
The Bible says your righteousness is like what? Filthy rag. You are only a good unbeliever. You can have a good servant in the house, but you can also have a bad son in the house. But that bad son has a right to inherit the father more than the good servant. It's not what you do per se, but as a son, you must also do something what your father wants you to do. The first thing is your stand in the Lord. That's what we must all look at. Where am I standing? Am I a son? Am I a slave? Or am I a servant? Some are serving very well, but they are not sons. They even serve better than the sons, but they are not. So you can translate your servanthood to a son so that you can inherit because the inheritance is for a son. The Bible said, a good man leaves what? Inheritance to what? See, Abraham was complaining. When God appeared to him, I said, Abraham, I am going to bless you. I'm going to make you this. I'm going to make you that. He said, God, you have blessed me. But I don't have a son. It is only my servant who is that. Eliezer from Damascus. He's the one who is going to inherit me. What is all this blessing? If there's no one to inherit what you are giving to me. God says that. I will not bless you without giving you a son. So if you are not a son today, I'm giving you the opportunity to turn your life to Christ. To accept him as your Lord and personal Savior. That is the first entrance to God's will. I want us to bow our head. I want you to speak to him. To pray with me if you've never given your life to Christ. Whatever humility you are going to exhibit is a false humility. You need to surrender your life to Jesus. He needs to forgive you your sins. You need to have peace with God. That is the will of God for your life. I want you to pray that prayer. And pray it with me. The Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. Maybe I am your fr- a friend can be a friend of God. Maybe I am your servant. Maybe I'm even a slave of you. Lord, 
I want to accept your son, Jesus Christ. And I accept him as my Lord and personal Savior. Wash me. Clean me. And Lord, come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died so that I will live. I believe that he resurrected so that I can have hope for the future. Lord, thank you for your son Jesus. Thank you for com coming into my heart, Jesus. Thank you for washing my sins with the blood of your son. I am now your son. I am now your child. Lord, I do not belong to the world again. I do not belong to Satan again. From today, I am going to walk before you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe you've also been walking with God. You are born again. But every day, you are living like a son who is living like a, <laughs> uh, uh, a wayward son. You can come back home. God is giving you a chance to come home. When the prodigal son took everything and left, the father will always get up in the morning expecting that his son will repent and come back. He knew that his son can never get lost. So he was always looking and watching. And he was the first man to see his son coming. Today, no matter how wretched you are, no matter how, what kind of sin you've gone through, Maybe you've messed up your life. And God is giving you the opportunity to walk in his will. Tell him, God, even though this body is weak, help me. I surrender. Wash me. Help me. And I want to live for you. He will give you strength to live a new life, a happy life, and a joyful life. Say, Heavenly Father, today, I believe that I am your son, but I've gone astray. You've promised us that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us all our unrighteousness. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I want our relationship to be new, to be renewed. I want to walk with you again. I want to experience the joy of my salvation. From today, I endeavor to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. I believe that as you leave this place, if you truly pray this prayer, don't let Satan speak to you. And that you are the most sinful person on earth. Tell him Jesus has carried it.
tell him, my father has forgiven me. Say, hey, prophet, just yesterday, nah, and I'm going to It doesn't matter whether it was today, yesterday, 10 years, 40 years, 50 years. When God forgives, he forgives. But I pray that God will grant you the strength. The Holy Spirit will strengthen you to live a life that will please him. A just life. I pray that when you fall, don't lie down. How many of you have seen a child trying to walk before? Some of you have never seen children. When a child tries to walk, eh? it's just disease that they walk in a uh, they call it walker. Oh, what do you call it? Yes. In the olden days, they put you down like this. I say, come. Ta-ta. The child takes the foot, take one, and falls again. And gets up. Takes, move, falls again. And gets up. It is a learning process that this world, you may be falling, but when you fall, you don't lie down. You get up. When you start a business and the business fail, you don't lie down and cry. Pick yourself up again. That is how you manage to walk. <laughs> so when you fall, tell somebody, when you fall, don't lie down. Rise up and walk. By the time you start walking, you'll be running. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. We have come with open hearts.